vitamins come into my mouth. Oh my god. <laughs> Deep within the womb of time, a creature must be born. See the light is united with the egg of tyranny. Chessies fall from within the womb of life for three poor and The creature must be born. The creature must be born. Riboflavin, 100%. Thiamin, 80%. That's not nearly enough thiamin. What is thiamin? It's vitamin B1. Thiamin is vitamin B1? Why do we call it B1? But there's 300% vitamin B12. Why did you take out a little of that B12 and stick it over in thiamin? And vitamin K, I'm only getting 25%. Of your daily... What do, you, what do you use vitamin K for? I know alcoholics have a vitamin K deficiency and it causes them to bleed out. I learned that from Suicide Kings. Interesting. Christopher Walken has never lied to me. <laughs> Directly. All right, so this is, I'm going to read it once through. Uh, this is uh, Daryl Sur- It's from Daryl Surratt and it's as posted on the comments of Anime World Order. Uh, apparently he did a review of Evangelion oh, that was less than glowing, He's... and this is the review that came. This is what someone wrote back. Okay, so this is um, Cogswell Pepperbox, a post on Anime World Order's blog. I can't imagine my life without Evangelion. I first saw it eight years ago when I was twelve, and if I never watched it, I prob would have killed myself by now. I'm serious. Even though I've been through nights when I'd lay on my lawn on a cold winter night with just a sheet wondering if I'm the only person in the world or if I'm in fact God. Come and say Ava sucks to my face! Surat! Kill ya! I love Ava! <laughs> That's some Real like tough. Descartes shit right there. Simon. It's like, am I, do I truly exist? Well, yes. That's what Descartes said. You, you, if, if you can by, contemplate existence, yeah, you automatically... you can posit the question. Yeah. As <laughs> soon as existence becomes an abstraction, you already exist. It's anyway. crazy. Man, that's like... I'm sorry you're an emo kid. Well, the, I think it's funny how redundant I'm this is. I'm sorry you want to be an emo kid. You're, he you're, actually says, even though I've been through nights when I lay on my nights. lawn on a cold winter night... Night, night, night. Wait, what time of day was it? <laughs> It's not a time of day. That's not even the least defensible part of his argument. But we have to come say it to his face. I like it when people on the internet say that because I just want to uh, be like, okay, where do you live? Exactly. Pay for my bus ticket. I got nothing to do. Apparently, though. uh, I have a very lax social schedule. (laughs) We can make this happen. Tell me when and where. I'll split it I'll be there. Yeah, there you go. Greyhound, cheap fares, easy access across this the just nation. in, Ava blows. Yeah. That's what a lot of people said on the message board that we should do for this show. Our second year podcast anniversary. Which, as we looked up last night, is the cotton anniversary. So we may have to buy each other dresses. I was going to go with a tablecloth. <laughs> or dresses. Something tasteful. <laughs> Nice but if Dave dress. wants a dress, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna tell him no. Likes to dress up like a lady. I Pretty lady with bows in his hair. 
Oh, okay. But anyway, so what are we going to... Yeah, well, a lot of people want us to talk about Evangelion, which, first off, Evangelion is like the oldest news on the internet, man. Everyone who said anything about Evangelion that wants to make fun of it has already been said. There's, yeah, we, like, can't, we can't add to a that. A hundred times. Like, it's not even worth the effort. It's like, yo, this show could have been alright if Hideaki Anno wasn't, like, a metal case and started reading psychology textbooks and then just sticking stuff in and then, like, misappropriating quotes from the Bible for <laughs> the last 16 episodes. Like, I get it. So let me get, wait, angels are actually robots from outer space. Sent, sent by God. Sent by God to destroy the, uh... Maybe. Maybe. Lilith. Is at the center of the earth, and she's a robot who has a spear that will pierce the moon. Is that I don't how remember how it works. <laughs> I haven't seen Evangelion in about ten years. Thankfully. I but, watched that show once, and I was like, man. Yeah, I remember watching it in, like, the anime tape days on, like, the white VHSs. And I was like, ah, this is the only time I need to watch this. I got about halfway through it on DVD, and I was just like... And those are, like, the good episodes, <laughs> insofar as Eva episodes are good. But, like, those are the ones that are watchable. And then, like, I couldn't even make it through them to the ones that are where it really goes off the deep end. You realize what's talking about right now. electric sniper rifles and stuff. Do you know stuff. what we're talking about right now? Eva. The thing we said we wouldn't talk about? Well, this is just an aside. Okay. You know, whatever. People, geek nights have their, like, five-minute reviews at the end of the episode. And I don't... Anime World Order can't do a review that's less than 55 minutes long. But <laughs> I'm sure if they had some sort of equivalent, we'll call these quick chops or something. Quick chops, yeah. <laughs> rabbit punches. Yeah, rabbit punches. There you go. There you go. Uh, the only problem is our show's not directed enough to really qualify any segment of it as a specific segment. Yeah, well, we kind of... It's a stream of consciousness, just like the... Green Imagine sort of a, a globular millipede that, that its segments constantly cloud shift. Cloud gets strapped in, and you can't remember what time it is. Like, and there's like different clouds running. It's around. like, oh my gosh! I hope they don't make twenty terrible games after this. Have you seen videos for whatever it is? Five, Crisis Core. Oh, no, I Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core. I don't. I I haven't actually watched any videos for it, but I have no idea how it could be good. Dirge of Cerberus was awesome. I didn't even play it, <laughs> but when I read that, like. The controls were fundamentally broken. Like, not even that the gameplay was bad, but you couldn't pick up the controller and play the game as it was intended. Much like Lair, to be more topical. But Wait, you mean Dirge of Cerberus isn't topical? I just heard about that yesterday. Yeah, when did that game come out? Like two years ago? I've got a delay on That's all about the where information we are. coming out. We're not really up on the recent releases. I mean, come on. Bioshock, we got pretty close. Yeah, we but did. No, I got that the week it came out. I got it the day it came out, and I beat it the next day. I beat it two weeks after it came out, but that's pretty good for me. That's decent. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not a short game. That's a couple hours a day. Man, I've been playing a lot of PSP recently because I got a lot of games to review. Mm-hmm. I got that Jean d'Arc game, which is like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like Joan of the Ark. Joan. Joan, Joan of the Arc. Arc. Joan, <laughs> Joan of Arc. There you go. Except there's monsters. The Instead English of have the monsters. English. No, there's the English. And there's like the English soldiers are around, but there are also monsters. Interesting. And the English are using the monsters. 
Way to go, English. But it's it's pretty good. It's kind of like a bootleg version of Final Fantasy Tactics, though. It's like uh, kids mode, Final Fantasy Tactics. Really? Final Fantasy Tactics was kind of like kids mode every other strategy <laughs> game. So it's very simple, but it's pretty fun. And That's... I don't know. It's I kind of like the story in so much as it isn't intrusively ruining the gameplay. <laughs> As most are they are they going to burn her for being a witch in the end? I hope so. That would be awesome. Yeah, that would be the best ending ever. It's that's like you that's saved the, the final day, boss's Jordan. attack. <laughs> like he just steak. Yeah, steak. Oh snap! God, they do that thing where um, she's weak against fire. <laughs> of course, where they it's all in text and they have cute little accents for people. It is infuriating. What like, do you mean accents? That means like just... French accents. They're like. Zuta Lords, the magistrate is walking down the aisle. Uh, but, like, okay. it's impossible to read because it's just text. And this yeah. one guy has a lisp, and I swear to God, not a single <laughs> word he says is spelled correctly. There are, like, four or five TH pairs in, like, every word. Well, they have to make it obvious. God. It's just like I... Dave, um, you have no idea what it's like to sit down at your diary as a person with a lisp and have to write... P-S-T-H, every time you write the... <laughs> um, we, it's just like we got my dad um, 300 and then the 300 graphic novel for his birthday, which he hasn't seen the movie, so I question the validity of that, but, you know, he's a Latin scholar and, like, sort of that area, that time period. He's into homoeroticism. I doubt that. And I doubt <laughs> he's into the 300, because I wasn't even that into the 300, and I like movies like that mm. uh it's not exactly historically accurate is what i'm saying but i never looked at the graphic novel before frank miller just bolds whatever words he feels <laughs> like so there will be like seven bolded words in a bubble and some of them make no sense it's like like will be a bolded word or the <laughs> and i'm trying to read this Bacon you know, and w- eggs! With, with my knowledge of the movie, so I've heard some of these lines actually spoken, and I'm trying to equate that spoken line with what's on the page, and they do not match up at all. Really? Like, the emphasis is all over the place. Well, yeah, I've never read the graphic novel either. I don't read anything with emphasis. Yeah. And when people try to force... I, it just always comes off unnatural. Yeah. It's as if... It's like when people are typing to you in IM or sending you an email the emphasis is going to be whatever the person on the other end interprets it to be if you try to emphasize something it's just going to really confuse them and they're going to misinterpret it anyway well that's what it's tough to write articles like like i'm writing the bioshock article for the new gamer and i was like agonizing over putting like in all capital letters because i was like i don't know how appropriate this is like because that could mean anything to anybody yeah. It's not the same as saying it. So it may be better just to not include emphasis and just try to get it across from your sentence structure. Or well, it's it's a part of being a writer. You have to l- express your ideas in words yes. and not tone. Well, well yeah. Not, I mean, but you, not vocal you can, tone. Tone will always be lost or diminished, but you can express some tone. You just have to sort of double up on but it. You, you have to read it, it and make it clear. Orally. There are orally. certain things that are just going to, you know, I thought. You know, go F yourself. That's always going to mean the same thing yeah. when you write it down. Unless you do it in pink text and surround it with dandelions. <laughs> then everyone will be cool. Be like, oh. Thanks, dude. <laughs> Maybe I will. So, as we referenced, this is the second year anniversary show where 
Nothing happened. We're still doing it, I guess. I guess there is one semi-major announcement to make, and that is, it is plausible that I'm going to move away. What? But probably. I don't know. It all depends on where I can find work, because I'm quitting my job, and I'm definitely moving out of this apartment uh, in the near future. Snap. Because of, of the bed box. Oh. And... It- so, which is just insane. I can't believe that. Is it on your other bed now too? No, I don't, I don't think so. But I'm just like so fed up with it. Like I think I managed to escape it by moving to another room. But you but, still have a mattress full of bed bugs in the other room. Yeah, I don't even know. I don't think that can even be salvaged. I'm gonna whenever I do move, whatever ends up happening, um, I gotta rent like a U-Haul truck and get it fumigated. <laughs> And I'm, like, never going to feel safe again. So thanks a lot, landlord, for ruining this, like, basically every apartment I'm ever going to have in the future. Because now every apartment I go to, like, it even happens now. Like, I've, I've got no bites on me right now because I presume that they're all kind of contained in my room. But every time anything, like, you know, if you, I got a leather couch and it's been pretty hot. So I, if you're sitting on it for a while, you kind of stick to it and then, like, you touch your skin and it's kind of sensitive. And I'm just like, oh, my God, bang, bang, bite. <laughs> and that's how I'm going to be for, like, the rest of my life. I'm, like, never going to feel secure in an apartment because it happened once, so it could happen again. Paranoia. Well, it's pretty messed up that, like, I have the most worthless landlord. I don't know where they came from, but apparently the entire block has them. Really? Yeah, there's, like, bed bug registries online. I looked up our block, and, like, half the apartments on this block are listed on it. That's creepy. And what's more, like... I actually found somebody posting on a message board from this apartment complex, like, months before I had any problems. Wow. Saying that he had problems. So it's just... Well, uh, okay, I gotta go. Yeah. See you later. I hate that. <laughs> well, whatever. I mean, apparently they're not prone to being moved around, but it apparently it must happen. Well, they can travel on things like suitcases. Yeah. I know. But whatever. So, yeah. Um... Either I'm going to be just moving somewhere else in the city, or I might go up to New York. Oh, jeez. Defecting to New York? Spend a couple months up there, move in with scabs. Move in with scabs? Haven't you already learned that lesson? Do you need all of your doors to have holes in them? (laughs) Yeah, but I, I think you could equate it that scabs is, as long as he is, I don't know, Enjoyable company in equivalence to the amount of doors he breaks. Because I like hanging out with scabs. So, like, provided that he's... as If we can get drunk and play Streets of Rage 2 every time he breaks a door, then I'm, I'm willing to call it. it even. But, yeah, we'll see. I mean, though, maybe I can appeal to you podcast people of, out there. You got a job for me? <laughs> Anybody want to get me a job? I know how to work fiber optics. That's the problem I'm finding, that... Because my job is so super specialized, because we're such a big department and a big campus, that you feasibly need one guy just to plug in jumpers. I really don't have a, a very big skill set. Because, <laughs> like, that's all I do. I mean, I don't even do all the fiber optics stuff. Like, I, don't, I just do the in-between stuff. And then somebody else comes in and does the endpoint, Like, the servers, like, programming routers. I don't do that. That's somebody else. Programming routers is super easy, though. Yeah, I know. I'm sure, like, I'm sure I can figure out any of this stuff given like a week on the job. <laughs> but it's more a matter of people don't want to do that. They're like, you better have these skills walking in the door, boy. Yeah. Or whatever. So that's the state of things. I don't know. Which is... 
whatever. Uh, which is not to say that the podcast is over or anything by a long shot, but um, we'd figure it out. I Indeed. presume we could do Skype, and uh, it's not like Philly's that far away. So we're. If that was the case, I mean, as soon as I got fiscally secure, it's only a two-hour train ride. Yeah, not that big a deal, but we'll see what happens. So what else are we? What are we going to talk about besides what we just talked? That about? That is stuff of note. I don't know. Favorite episodes of Fast Karate? See, this is the problem. You guys requested a special episode. Which, there was like, way too much pressure. Which, like, paralyzed us, and now we can't think of a topic. <laughs> so this is a topic, the not funny topic. I will say... All right, so we're going to try to remember our favorite episodes of Fast Karate. And I'm going to say that since I never actually listened to this show after it's produced, I have no idea what my favorite show was. I kind of like the Ninja Scroll one. Yeah, I was going to say that. Bar none, best monologue, or dialogue, diatribe, was uh, Detective Conan. Detective Conan is a pretty big plus. I like Detective Conan because that's an anime I can get behind, but still make fun of. Yeah, and there's precious few of those. Absolutely. Because it's, it's, it's a good show, but it has such an absurd main character. It's a child detective that... being exposed to the most horrible crimes you can think of. Mm-hmm. That's hysterical. It should be a comedy. Uh, I don't know what else. Furry Curry. That was a that was more an examination of our serious side. Sort of. I talked about totally my penis turning into a giant flaming phoenix. <laughs> can I can I say that the Doom Megalopolis episodes were my my favorite? <laughs> Even though we, we had just some really did them. good ones. Uh, yeah, it was the last one. Oh yeah, the manta the ray. Friggin' Kandiru. <laughs> More people need to comment on that thing because it's serious business. <laughs> well, I, have we, you, we haven't even released that one yet. Yeah, it came out yesterday. <laughs> All right. So Today? You, yesterday? I would say that Doom Megalopolis is probably my favorite one uh, only because I think I've been waiting to do a Doomed Megalopolis podcast yeah. ever since we started doing a podcast. I don't know why it took us so long. It before took us I, just shy of two years. Before I started doing this podcast, I had seen all of about five animes in their entirety. It was Trigun, Cowboy Bebop, Doomed Megalopolis, Demon City Shinjuku, Wicked City. All right, so there are more. Yeah, but, but the whole point <laughs> is there weren't a lot, and now there are a lot. Well, no, there aren't. We've never finished anything. I've seen the totality of everything I want to see of all the anime we've ever reviewed. I think we did that before we started the podcast. The podcast has not been very good at exposing us to shows we actually want to watch. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Which I've is... seen the totality of what I want to watch. So if, you know, Gonkutsuo, you were only good for about five minutes before you stopped having anything to do with the Mount of Monte Cristo. Also, shifting patterns hurt my eyes. <laughs> shifting <laughs> patterns with some hobo's face on your jacket. I wanted to see somebody get shot just to see what color their blood was. It like comes out like flowers or something. I don't even know how they would have expressed what would happen. Or maybe I just wanted to see somebody get shot because something actually needed to happen in that show. I don't know. How about I remember the Steel Battalion episode being pretty good. Specifically the long thing we went on about the Jarlax in Mission 7 and having to run away from them. <laughs> I'm kind of just glancing at episodes now. See, this is where lack of preparation bites you in the butt. It's not so much lack of preparation as it is. They... Someone is doing karaoke or some version of uh, Avenged Sevenfold, Bat Country. It's probably uh, like SingStar, one of those type things. They have Avenged Sevenfold on SingStar? I don't know. I mean, that's just my guess. But 
maybe he's just singing along with the. Yeah, it sounds like he's just singing along with the music. We got those kids next door. Defy description. They're like nerd frat boy emo hipsters. They're like everything bad <laughs> all at the same time. I don't know. I'm pretty into Avenged Sevenfold. I wonder if they heard me. They're probably uh they they listen to Avenged Sevenfold too high. <gasps> they just stopped it. Hi guys. <laughs> There's no way they could have heard anything you said over that. But back to the matter. We're at um. Hand. If you hadn't revealed that you were w- going down the list reading them. Nobody it wouldn't have been known. that bad. Yeah, it wouldn't have been that bad. If I had, what about both Golgo thirteen episodes? Those were winners. We should have done like sex and then capping a girl in the face. <laughs> we needed to have thirteen episodes about horse. Golgo thirteen, and I'm, they all would have been the same episode because I, the two episodes about Golgo thirteen were essentially the same. Yeah, although one of them involved a lot less about shooting a chick that you had sex with. <laughs> no, I, what? No, they both had that. No way, dude. Because I mean, that doesn't the, happen in the, the actual. One. That only yeah, happens in Queen B. That doesn't. No, that happens in the original Go-Go 13. It doesn't happen in Queen Bee? Yeah. Does he sleep with Queen Bee? Yeah, like a hundred times. She's red hot. <laughs> red hair. <laughs> Those were Sexually. really good. I think that Go-Go 13 is something uh, we'll forever be known for. Yeah. If we're ever really... I mean, if you can really qualify us as being known for anything. I looked, and we're getting between 700 and 800 downloads of podcast now. So it's gradually going up. We can't give up now. We've got... Oh! The soul still oh, burns. Okay. We never did a Soul Calibur episode. People always ask us to do fighting game episodes, and then we never do. I swear, like, half the emails in our <laughs> inbox are like, Hey, you guys want to talk about Soul Calibur 2? Do you guys want to talk about is... Street Fighter 3 Virtual Fight 5? Is it good games? What do you guys want to talk about The that? problem with talking about Project fighting Justice? Game, no. <laughs> Nobody wants to talk, talk about, about Project Justice. Justice. It's the easiest fighting game ever. The air combos that <laughs> I can actually do. That's what you can say about that. Yeah, I infinite can't... juggle. There's no infinite juggle. There pretty much is. I, I guess there were, but I never used it because I'm a man. You can keep them offside. And that game was easy anyway. Yeah. Oh, my God. Ten-hit combos. They were basically intuitive. Ten-hit – it was like the killer instinct level of combos yeah. where, like, holding back, like, the Blanca charge move, hold back, then forward and push a button, was like an eight-hit combo <laughs> with a lot of people. <laughs> nice. But, yeah, you can't do fighting games. They're, the, most of them aren't in-depth enough to really talk about at length. And there's not a story there to really dissect. Like, uh, what was the story of Street Fighter? There's a different one for every character. M. Bison? Yeah, M. Bison is a bad... He Kill killed Chun-Li's, Chun-Li's father. father. <laughs> but that has nothing to do with why Ken or Ryu are here. I don't know what Dalsim's doing. Uh, He's probably at, trying to enhance his yoga. I don't, see, that's the problem. You get yoga, to the end yoga, and there's yoga, of a fighting game and there's like three paragraphs Blanca of text meets his mother. that retroactively explain everything e. that Honda happened. eats rice with his students. Yeah, how is that a good ending? You went to a tournament to get rice? <laughs> you killed Look at this how fat guy you who are. would become dictator. <laughs> Don't tell me you've never had rice before, E. Honda. A lifetime supply of rice. That's what he asked for for the prize of the E. Empire. says, no, my, I'm bankrupt. <laughs> my shadow empire is done. Why do they even hold the tournament? They never really explain that. I don't either. know. This doesn't. I don't understand how. You, that's why the Street Fighter the show never made sense to me. Yeah. Because they kept on coming out with these outlandish ways to have these people in tournament style fights. But the only time it made sense was with Vega because you were in a cage and they you woke up there every time you fought <laughs> Vega. <laughs> and like, strangely enough, your I? butt really it's really sore. That guy's got a why claw. Why do I have a headache? This is hardly fair. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's why we don't do fighting games, because it would obviously be entirely too funny. 
Yeah, awesome. <laughs> yeah. Totally awesome. Have you seen they're they're doing the Street Fighter the later years again? Yeah, I saw the Chun Li episode. Yeah. That one wasn't that great. No. But it leads me to hope that they're still coming out. True that. What's um, another favorite? Erda. Erda? That was a pretty or as we called the episode, it's like time travel in your heart. <laughs> I don't even. Remember, I kind of remember Erda, but mostly just because of the uh, use of bazookas, dual wielding bazookas, and then using them as swords. Well, there wasn't even swords. What? What are the tampas? Yeah, tampas. She was using them as tampas against someone who had swords. Yeah. And I'm like, if you can wield a bazooka like that, how hard would they have to swing the sword to not have you just like break their jaw on the first <laughs> swing? Doesn't make any sense. Well, this was a sword from the future. That was the past. That might I also think Erda was her own grandmother or something like that. <laughs> Talk about dumb shows. Wait, what was the story of that? They were protecting Erda, a little kid. Uh, a little kid falls through uh, yeah. like a hole in space in a spaceship and arrives there. And, and that was it, Erda. Then that was Erda. So there, she, she saved herself. She saves herself. It's a time paradox. Snake! <laughs> dun, 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 over dun, dun, and over dun, and over dun, dun, again. Dun. Uh, my favorite line from Fast Karate ever... From the past, maybe ever in general, is when we were talking about Cetacon. And someone had already put this on the forum, but it oh. still makes me laugh every time I read it, which is, the best case scenario is that we go to a convention in upstate New York. The worst case scenario, Cobras. <laughs> <laughs> that still makes me chuckle. And not just because Snakes on a Plane was coming out, but because the worst case scenario is summed up in a single word, <laughs> which yeah. is Cobras. <laughs> Going towards reptiles that slither on their bellies is usually good for an easy laugh. Yeah. You don't have legs. It's hysterical. You know, I was more uh, more worried that we wouldn't have time to fill out an episode. Or wouldn't have enough material to fill out an episode. But now I just think we won't have any good material to fill out this episode. And for that we apologize. Oh, Joel. What? Perhaps you are a reader of our forums. I think you may frequent them from time to time. And if you don't, start an account. I want to see 800 new accounts on the forum. Yeah, no, that doesn't mean people sign up for 799 different accounts. Actually, means- Joel, I was talking to you specifically, not people on the internet. Really? But people on the internet should join the forums because it's a happening place where oh, that guy, they're having a discussion about Silent Hill 5 and why tank controls are good. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, tank <laughs> controls are good. I knew I wasn't the only person that thought that. And then I take Chris Redfield out. And I'm like, okay, 90 degree turn, walk forward, no auto aim. Chris is Redfield is one. like, you wonder if they actually like weigh as much as a tank. So does Chris Redfield have to consume five hamburgers an hour because <laughs> he weighs alive. like a ton? It's, you know, if, if fuel efficiencies work the same between a normal human being and then a tank, you know, I'm just, I think it would be funny to like watch Chris Redfield trundle through the, uh, the abandoned mansion while he's like munching on a burger to keep himself healthy. Right. <laughs> that joke was lame. Whatever. I liked it. But as a, uh, what I was trying to say is that you notice that the kids who do the Destroy All Podcast DX thing did Bubblegum Crisis. What? Yeah. I think this is something that needs to be responded to in kind. But what's more, I think we need to. Have we done a Bubblegum Crisis podcast? No. We I need told, to do a Bubblegum Crisis them, podcast. I told them Bubblegum Crisis defies podcasting, <laughs> but they didn't understand. So I went with the old Yakov Smirnov road. <laughs> you, don't bubble, you don't podcast about Bubblegum Crisis. It podcasts about you. Nice. But, that must have blown them away. Oh, absolutely. I know it did. 
because I am a wordsmith. <laughs> but uh, I think we have to do an episode for each episode. Of Bubblegum Crisis? Yeah, because there's no shortage of hilarity. And frankly, guys, if you're only going to mention space, lesbian, robot, vampire, one spots, yeah, one time, <laughs> not enough times. <laughs> that should be like punctuation in your podcast. All mm-hmm. of those words need to fall between all the sentences. Space, lesbian, vampire, robot. Sex bot. I'm sex, sorry. Sexeroid. I, I blew it. Sexeroid. Sexeroids, which are logically on the moon, used for hard labor. <laughs> it's like and I Darryl, do mean hard labor. It's like Daryl Hannah nah, nah, from nah, Blade nah. Runner. Yeah. Although she wasn't a sexeroid, was she? Yeah, she was. Okay. Pleasure model, they call them. I don't remember. I just remember the one pleasure model got blowed up after she was running through the... Glass, yeah. Apparently they, re- and then, like, they reshot that for... Uh, for the new edition, what I don't know that, why. What was that dude's name that was in that? Edward James almost. Yeah. He like appears and he's like, "Yeah, you're a blade. Look at the butcher. He just like pops out of the shadows after he shoots someone. Zipping up his it's pants. Like, what were you doing over there? <laughs> Nothing. He comes out of a trash can. You're a butcher, a blade runner, and he disappears he afterwards. He goes right back into it. And yeah. Harrison Ford's just like, "What the hell? He say you blade runner. <laughs> yeah, he's a butcher." <laughs> well, I think it was actually the fat guy that calls him a butcher. Yeah. Whatever. It That's, should have been Edward James almost because he was weird in that movie. He was awesome with that like coat and like, giant hat and the cane. It wasn't even a giant hat. It was just always an extreme close-up of Edward James almost. And the ugliest man alive. It's like, oh my gosh. It looks like the moon was his face. And his face was Poor the moon. Edward James almost. He's he can't a, win. He's a... He's a beacon of hope for acne sufferers everywhere. That's true. And now, thanks to Battlestar Galactica, he's been given the second lease on life. And now all these nerd girls think he's super hot. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. Girls? I don't know, man. They, like, respond to presents or something. Because I've heard more than one girl say the dude who's on Hell's Kitchen is an attractive man. The dude on Hell's Kitchen is They can't be talking about his face. So it must just be his, like, forcible demeanor, I guess. Whatever. In the future, drawn out over a period of time, you can likely expect eight separate Bubblegum Crisis podcasts. That's going to be material forever. Exactly. There's going to be one thing. And if you think we can't do it, you're wrong. Yeah. 100% wrong. We've probably, if you combine the hours we've spent talking about Bubblegum Crisis, just... The first eight episodes, not Bubblegum Crisis 2040, or, or not Bubblegum Bubble Crisis crash. crash. Which, God, Crash, we could do six episodes about. <laughs> and it's only three episodes. There's probably there's eight days of material, because we've probably spoken for at least well, a day. Well, it has that little kid. It's got like the, the more you know after school special, where Pris becomes friends with the little kid boomer and realizes not all boomers are bad. I mean, that's like three episodes right there. Chris, you're supposed to hate everyone. Anyway, we're not going to do that now. That's a taste of things to come. And she is effing metal. A mere prelude. <laughs> but, uh, right. Okay, before we get on to the announcement of the uh, quote-unquote winner of the Le Chevalier podcast. Why is that quote-unquote? Because... Oh, they get Le yeah. Chevalier de It's Yon. like Alien versus Predator. Whoever wins, we lose. Whoever wins... <laughs> They actually lose. Whoever wins, it doesn't matter because in reality, the Predators won, but we also won because we became super best friends with yeah. the Predators. People, let me tell you about my best friend. He's, He's big and tall and strong. He doesn't have a mandible jaw. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I'm going to make a public service announcement of dorkdom, which is to say, 
Yo, I play this game, World of Warcraft. Oh, God. Some other people on the internet play it. I'll <laughs> you cannot be soliciting for a guild. Yeah, people make... On World of Warcraft, on this podcast with me. Make a guild around <laughs> me so I don't have to do any work. I'm on the Ysera server. It's Y-S-E-R-A. <laughs> you guys can, like, level us up and we won't have to do any work. Who's us? Me. Your brother. Graziella. Oh, Luke's, Luke's gonna play with you? Luke came on. Yeah, he talked to me on the other night. He had a character named Dr. Wily. That doesn't fit in with a food motif. <laughs> Didn't you get the memo when you weren't? The rule is if you play games on the internet, you have to name yourself after food. I, I don't do that. Well, then you're doing it wrong. And <laughs> technically you did because your name used to be Shiru Shogun. That's true. But, yeah, my guys so far have been corned beef, ground beef, chicken gyro... <laughs> <laughs> Barbecue ribs and hog moss. I want to name one shawarma. I think I considered that, but I prefer mine to be, would be two a, words. A druid. A night elf druid. Yeah, shawarma. And I'd take her pants off and just look at her. That is not what I would do. I would create the character and then never play WoW. Whatever, Joel. You're a hater. What, you don't want to push one for like an hour? and then, I just don't want to spend seven two. hours playing a game a day to progress somewhat. Well... Joel, your perceptions are colored by Final Fantasy. Where that's true. God, my wow is a little more forgiving. I only had level six cure, and I literally spent four hours casting cure. <laughs> that was ridiculous. Yeah, I've been there. I was a white mage. My curative skills were higher than yours, and therefore took longer. Well, you actually got to cure during battle. I would cure once during battle, and then I had to provoke because some idiot would cast Thundaga out of order. <laughs> there. Yeah. It's not hard. Don't cast Thundaga at the beginning of the fight. Aggro accumulates. Give me at least two provokes and one cure. Then you can Thundaga out the butt. God. So just wait. It's, it's, wait. Really, it's really frustrating in WoW because with you know patches and all, at lower levels, basically everybody can out-aggro a warrior with minimal effort. And there are like other things that can be tanks at low level, but it's insane. Like I'm like, okay, I'm going to tank. And then like everybody takes it off me, no matter what I do. And I'm like, guys, just slow down for a second. I'm... Well, they still share experience, right, if they're in a party? Is it party-based experience or damage? Yeah, party. It's just frustrating because, you know, that's my job is to take the hits. You guys. And I'm like, go away, guys. Bear, stupid bear. Why are you a better tank than a warrior? <laughs> I hate bears, yeah. Because they get, uh, it's not even worth talking Whatever, about. I've wasted levels. enough of this podcast time with wow, wow talk. Wow. Okay. On to the main event. And I apologize. But remember, the, the server's Ysera. And, <laughs> and the guild will be called Kung Fu Scientists. <laughs> Alright, so the winner is the man whose email identifies himself as Yotaru Vegeta. Which I, I don't believe it's really Yotaru Vegeta. Doesn't he sign it at the end? Did you read all the way to the bottom? Actually, it's signed Yotaru Vegeta. But he Are does, you joking? He does give his real name and address. Oh, wow, he lives in Queens. Queens Village. Do you think that's different? I have no idea. I don't know anything about New York. I'm not cultured. Um, Alright, so his piece is entitled Martin Luther King Jr., King of Dragons. No, no. Say it like it is. It's MLK Jr., King of Dragons. Actually, you're, you're looking at the subject line where it says MLK colon King The of only Dragons. reason I mentioned the subject line is because I'm sorry, everybody who also entered this podcast, but as when I read the I subject of the email, the contest was over. <laughs> and this is like the second email we got. I, I almost just threw my computer away. 
Mm-hmm. I, I'm done reading email forever because, because it could never have a yeah, subject never line as good one. as this. <laughs> All right. So the story goes, ever since Martin Luther King Jr. was a child, he had the power to command all organic life with the sound of his voice, except for zombies. They're dead. Martin Luther King Jr. began to use his power to bring peace to America. However, mysterious voices did not want that to happen. The CIA? They sent the greatest assassin, James Earl Ray, to destroy MLK once and for all. James Earl Ray, flanked by ninjas clad in white, tried to kill Martin during a speech. James Earl Ray is killed by MLK's bodyguards, and MLK uses his incredible psychokinetic speech abilities to put all the white ninjas in a coma. Sadly, MLK goes into a coma himself. MLK awakens, and when he awakens, he learns about the source of his power. His power lies within the soul of a dragon that was passed down from generation to generation. The power not only gives Martin his power to command all life, but it also gives him the ability to create walls of fire around his body to protect himself. <laughs> the dragon spirit can also breathe fire, but MLK is a man of nonviolence. <laughs> I gotta stop. <laughs> this is when it, this is when it's starting to get good. <laughs> All right, continuing on. Uh, MLK continues his quest for peace, but he enlists the help of Malcolm X. X is an, oh my god. <laughs> X is an android with an extra large right arm, where he houses his massive arsenal of weaponry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't do it. X becomes MLK's bodyguard, and he kills anything MLK refuses to, which is everything. MLK and X fight demons, robots, giant monsters, and the dreaded white ninjas. In the final episodes, it's revealed that James Earl Ray is alive, but he has become a zombie. Because he is the living dead, MLK cannot defeat him. In the end, X gives up his life to defeat James Earl Ray. X's final words, by any means necessary, (laughs) and he inexplicably explodes, taking an entire city with him. The show moves to the beat of a techno-hip-hop fusion soundtrack. MLK wears suits... And X wears hip-hop attire. And finally, everyone on the show eats Japanese food, even though the show takes place mostly in the South. <laughs> the end. Greatest story I've ever right, heard in so my life. You guys, I mean, there were some good efforts out there, but seriously, you guys never had a chance. And that's okay, because it's no shame to lose to true greatness. <laughs> it's it's true. like if, Ma- if uh, Muhammad Ali beat you in a fight. Now, if Muhammad Ali beat me not, in a fight right today. now, I'd be doesn't, very disappointed. Doesn't he have, like, Parkinson's or something? Yes. He can barely move his arm, let alone punch me. Okay. And I gotta believe I could beat the crap out of a guy in a wheelchair. I would hope so, Joel. I'm gonna go do I it right now. So. First guy I come across, I'm just gonna kick him right in the throat. Until next September 15th, we are Fast Karate for the Gentleman, at which point we will transform into our final form. <laughs> <laughs> which is actually three forms. And one of them is we have one it angel matter. wing. Without a safe and state, you'll never beat us. And we can summon a comet <laughs> that bursts through all the planets. Yeah. Anyway, coincidentally enough, so this September 15th will also be my brother's wedding. Which is to say, my podcast overshadows his wedding. So my bad, Andrew. Better luck next time. Dun, dun, dun.
Well, Surratt, I guess you're good for something. Albeit briefly. 